Support for WXAV 88.3 FM is being provided by Mozart Immersive, the soul of a genius. With music conducted by Mikhail Barishnikov, this premier production uses AI technology woven around Mozart's music to create an immersive journey. Taking place at the Lighthouse Art Space in Chicago. For more information, please visit MozartImmersive.com. That's MozartImmersive.com. Support for WXAV 88.3 FM is being provided by Bookies, an independent bookstore located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago. Bookies has a large inventory of new and used books for both adults and children across many genres. Bookies also places orders daily for books that are not currently in stock. For more information and upcoming events, please visit their website at bookiesbookstores.com. You can also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Salutations, listeners, and welcome back to the Player Profiles Podcast. I'm your host, Jotham Israel, and if you're looking for a spot to hear all the great stories that the athletes of St. Xavier University have to offer, then you have come to the right place. Today's guest is Sydney Lovich. Hailing from Grays Lake, Illinois, she is the interim head coach for the SXU women's basketball team. Without further ado, let's get into the interview. Sydney, thank you so much for taking the time out to come and do this interview. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So up to this point, you've obviously had an illustrious basketball career and it's been a lot of accomplishments, but I want to, I want you to take me back to the start. What got you into basketball in the first place? Um, really my family, my dad, um, my dad played funny enough. He played college baseball. Um, but my grandpa also played college baseball. Um, and so I think it just kind of ran the family, um, athletics in general. And my dad put me in every sport imaginable. Um, and one of it was basketball and it just kind of s- stuck with me. Um, so my family has been my biggest supporter and throughout my entire career as a player, as a coach, um, and anything I've done academics. So that's kind of what got me started was, um, my family. So at what point did you really start, you know, getting serious about pursuing some type of, um, career in basketball? Um, it was probably my freshman year when my, um, coach brought me up to varsity. Um, he had saw me at some eighth grade stuff and met me after one of my, my games and said, you know, I'd like to bring you up to varsity your first year. Like, how'd you feel about that? And I guess I really hadn't processed, um, just what that meant. And then when I went on varsity, it was a different world and I had to learn a lot of things. Um, and I think from then I realized that I kind of wanted to take this a little more seriously and maybe pursue it in college. So then I started an AU program and went through that and got exposure and um, I ended up here. Mm. Grays Lake North, right? Yes, Grays Lake North. <laughs> I'm going to know it's Ram Gang over here. No, I'm just playing. Oh, I'm no. Just playing. I'm just Please, playing. I'm not Central. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm not either one. No smoke <laughs> with that rivalry. Biggest rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. What is that rivalry like? I, I you know. I'm from closer around here, so I don't know what's what's the rivalries like an hour away from here. What is it? What is, what's that Knights Rams rivalry like? Um, it's crazy. It's definitely um competitive. Uh, at least for women's basketball, it's always a huge game. You get your biggest biggest crowd of the year for that game. Um, we even have Lakes Community College or Community High School was another one that was pretty 
a pretty tough one for us to go through because just from the surrounding area, we had kids from like Villa that would go either to Grays Lake North or Lakes or Grant. And so we would always have like, you would know people on the other opposing team and you kind of be like friends with them. So it was always like a good rivalry, but never like any animosity, you know, just a lot of like, I want to be better than you. So at the end of the day, when I hang out with you, I could say I beat you. <laughs> yeah. It's that's a healthy rivalry. Yeah. A books. healthy rivalry for sure. For sure. Yeah. I There's, there's one thing to have a rivalry, but to have a competitive and, you know, kind of mutual respect kind of rivalry. And that's what it was. Those are, those are rivalries that I love all the time. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, you, you know, on the court, you, you want it. <clears throat> yeah. But off the court, you can. It's, yeah. it's a mutual respect thing. Like even if you have stuff, you have beef during, you know, the game or, you're saying stuff back and forth then a game it's a handshake high five like hey we're cool like i have respect for you have respect for me like great game out there yeah i like how players can you know flip that switch between you have to yeah yeah you have to for sure yeah it's very very interesting but um obviously as you said four years on varsity um what do you think were some of the best you know takeaways from your four years as a knight oh wow um could be a moment, could be a lesson. Yeah, I mean, I think the lesson is just hard work um, and dedication. If you truly want something, you don't stop working for it and you just keep getting better. Um, throughout my four years there, I don't think there was a day that I said, okay, what I'm doing is good enough. Like, you can always improve. Um, and I also think that you have to earn your spot. You know, no one's given anything. So for me, it was, especially as a freshman on varsity, was earning and showing, you know, the upperclassmen, everyone else on the team that I deserve to be there. And um, you're always kind of having to prove yourself, but um, made it a lot easier that I had great coaching staff and I had great people around me that kind of were like, okay, let's, let's support her. Like, you know, she's here, she's part of our team. I don't care what her age is. Um, and if she's going to be something special for us, like we got to kind of bring each other together. So it was a good program for sure. Okay. I see. And obviously it was a good enough program for you to consider playing college basketball. Yeah. yeah. And obviously um, after four years of high school up, you got to figure out where you're going to play college basketball next. And you decided to start this SXU Odyssey here. Yes. Um, so when you were, you know, a senior and you were thinking of places to go, what made you think that, you know, St. Xavier was the place to be for you? So I hadn't really heard about St. Xavier. Um, I started pretty late in my recruiting process and I feel like I didn't really know how to even go about it and how to reach out and do film. And I was never, I guess, taught that kind of stuff. Um, so I'd gone on a few visits and um, I had been getting emails from Hallberg and, you know, he had said, come down, come down, come down. And I wasn't a big email girl. So I think I finally saw one of them and was like, oh my God, like, okay, I'm gonna go visit. Um, and I was iffy about playing college basketball in the beginning. I didn't know if I kind of just want to go and play um, or just go to school to go to school and have fun. Or if it was, you know, basketball is something, you know, I want to surround myself in for four years. Um, and I came and visited and went on my visit, met the girls. And the next day I committed. Um, it's the atmosphere, really. And it's the people. Uh, you don't find a place much better than St. Xavier when it comes to hospitality, when it comes to a family feel, when it comes to community feel. The girls were exactly my t my kind of girls, my kind of speed. Um, and I felt right at home. And for me, I think that's the biggest thing when you're looking for to go somewhere is to find a family outside of your family. So that's exactly what I found. And I knew from the moment I got here and after I met the girls that that's just a place for me. Yeah, I feel like a lot of athletes come here because of, you know, atmosphere and, you know, chemistry with team. Yeah. Um, and obviously, 
chemistry was very prevalent with the women's basketball team, yeah. at least from my experience. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, obviously, when I came in as a freshman in 21, um, that was your, that was one of your senior years. Um, <laughs> one, of my, <laughs> one of my seniors, for we'll, sure. We'll get to that later. But, <laughs> but um, obviously, I got the chance to uh, see you play college basketball for a year. Um, and I kid you not, that was one of the most fun years I've had <laughs> of covering a basketball team, period. Um, the <laughs> team, you. that team was so fun to, you know, watch like you, Zobes, Claire, mm-hmm. um, it, it was just, it was just a madhouse of entertainment. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. lie. And I think you, you can see that. Yeah. I think I, you saw me, you know, calling some games up there with a little yeah, I, I listened. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I had. I had a one heck of a blast. There's just a lot of highlights, you know, a lot of funny moments. I, I look back at them and I just look at some of my calls and it's just like, man, this team made this, this job fun. Like, we really tried. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously you guys have had a lot of success. Um, I know there were a couple humps that, you know, still trying to get over, but, you know, overall, now that, you know, your playing career, you know, is behind you, you know, what is your what are your takeaways from, you know, these, you know, these years of college basketball that you that you played? Um, a lot of things. Again, like dedication, hard work, never giving up, sense of community and family, how important that is. Um, and feeling valued. I feel like when you come to St. Xavier and you're a part of St. Xavier, um, at least someone's basketball team, and I think I can vouch for every other team, is you you're not just another number on the roster. Um you're you're valued you're important when we recruit you and you come here you're not just here because we need you or or we kind of liked you or kind of whatever you were last resort no it's like we offer you like that sticks like we want you to be a part of it we see what you could do for this program so I think that's what kind of separates us too from a lot of other schools is you're not just another number you're not just another recruit you're not one of 20 that we're offering you know when we want you to come here it's important that's how I felt and I think that's something I took away was feeling valued and and having that family and that support and I was so close to home that my family could come too and that's kind of how a lot of it is for a lot of at least women's basketball and I think other other sports at the school is that their families are able to come and even if they aren't you come from a distance those family members make you feel valued and invite you to dinners and invite you to family gatherings and during breaks you can go over there and hang out at their house um at least our team does a pasta party at uh, Jenna's house. So they'll go do that. Yeah. So it's, it's, I definitely feel like that's something I took away was um, like that, that sense of feeling valued and how important that that really is for anyone's success and not just basketball or sports, but um, for life in general. Yeah. And you, 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 uh, you're a testament to not only being, not just a number, another number on the roster, but you're also not just another number in the history books. Um, <laughs> obviously, we are well aware of, you know, when you scored over 2,000 points. It was um, 1,000 only. 1,000, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish when it was 2,000. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I think of women's college basketball and how I got into it, I immediately think of Sabrina Ionescu and how oh, she yeah. went 2K, 1K, 1K she's that nuts. one year. Yeah, she's nuts. Like, I was like, you don't find many of her around. around yeah, no. yeah, So that's why when I think of milestones, that that two K just comes to oh, my yeah. mind. I'm sorry. No, you're good. But one K, you 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 got to one K, um, in your career, and it was uh, obviously a very special moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've seen two players hit two 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 of those milestones like so close. Like you and Claire did it so yeah. like so close within time. It's like 
Okay, we got to get another one of those basketballs to hand yeah. out. <laughs> it's like a lot of basketballs. <laughs> yeah, I had never seen that, but obviously, you two are a great duo. Um, and you know, I just want to know, like, what was the mentality of you know having to, you know, go out and play basketball games with you know a team with players like Claire on it, and how much fun was it for you? I mean, it was incredibly fun, and I was blessed to be a part of such a special team. And throughout the years, all the teams really. Um, I think that, you know, Hallberg started a great tradition here and he came out right from the get go and made this place successful and built a program that has tradition and legacy. And, you know, when I recruit, I, I talk about that. And so we always get players just like that. And I think that that's what makes it so fun is everyone's on the same page and they want to be successful and they want to honor those who came before them and, and built this program and got them to be able to play at such a successful place that's been nationally ranked, made it to a national championship. Um, you know, not everyone's blessed enough to come to a place that has done that. So um, I think, especially in my years playing, like when you have those leaders that understand that and you have those players that get like the legacy and, and the legacy you have to uphold, I think it makes it a lot easier to kind of play together. And I think we spent a lot of time outside of basketball together, which made it easier on the floor to actually you know, understand each other and have that mutual respect and understand that if I get on you and say something to you, you know, and you do it to me, like then at A, we're just trying to make each other better. Um, and I think that's kind of how it's been throughout the years. And that's why we've been a successful team. Yeah. Successful and fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Eph emphasis on the fun. Yeah. We, um, we get after a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, you guys were the, I think one of the best characteristics is that you guys were very tenacious. Like <laughs> the tenacity was, unprecedented for me um i mean whether it be on the boards or on the bench you know getting energized and this is like you guys are always like high with the energy and yeah. it was just so i want to say lit it was, it, just, it, was, it was just like it was always the bar was always on 10 and i just yeah. loved it it's like it was never a dull moment even when it was garbage time yeah you know it was always something to you know kind of cheer for and you know just just Ah, yeah, about, getting you know? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that um I think again it comes from just every time we step on the floor, we have something to prove, no matter who we're playing against, no matter who's our opponent, who's on the floor, it doesn't matter. Um not only do we have something to prove to the teams and, you know, uphold what we've kind of Hallberg has built and people have the players have come and made successful for us, but um I think we just we want to play for each other and I think at the end of the day, that's what makes it so fun and what makes it so, like you said, what gives us like that tenacity and that like that passion is, is we want to be successful for the program, for the people that came before us and for our team and our and our coaches. Um, and I think that starts with culture and Hallberg built that from the get go. Mm. Yeah, there was a there's a lot of games that prove that, you know, kind of character. But I do want to ask you about one game in particular. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I, I think I think you know what game I'm talking about. It's the CCAC quarterfinal against Trinity Christian. <laughs> yeah. I went into that game hyped because of one thing, and you already know what it is. It was the it was the game between you guys and Gabby Krikus's trolls. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, this is set up for like an epic return game. And at first, <laughs> you know, it looked like, all right, we're beating the brace off them. But it uh, a game did get a little tense. It did get a little intense. You yeah. know, but you guys clapped back instantly, and then the game was never the same after that. Yeah. It was a it was a it was a very intense, hard fought win. But I want to know, you know, as a player, how do you control your you know emotions 
you know, through a game that's not just another playoff game. It's not just another game, but, you know, against a player like Gabby Krikus, which we all we pretty much know the story behind that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it depends on obviously the person. I think for me, I, I was a pretty emotional player. Um, I wore a lot on my sleeve. I played with a lot, chip on my shoulder all the time. And, you know, Gabby's a, Gabby's a phenomenal player. You can't take that away from her ever. And um, I think going into that, knowing that she'd be back on the, our floor for the first time in a while and, um, you know, having played with her, having been her roommate freshman year, it's, you know, it was just, we had something to prove like, okay, like we got to go, we got to go full out here. Like we can't, there's no, you know, if, ands or buts, like we got to, we got to come and go full out and just beat them as bad as we can beat them. That was the goal. And um, yeah, things get tense, but like any game, it's at the end of the day, if you have that mutual respect, it's, it's, you know, over and done with. And Gabby's a very hard player to guard and it was hard to guard her when she was at St. Xavier. So we were on opposite teams. Um, so I got a lot of respect for her in that aspect. So it was, it was a very intense game. It was wild. We knew it was going to be. And um, I think each team just fed off each other and kind of ended the way it ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was the reason why that game got so tense because, you know, like second half, like third quarter, she just started, she just, I said on the call, she was, she started turning into a freaking flamethrower. Yeah. She couldn't miss. Sudden. She couldn't miss. It's and hard to guard someone like that. Yeah. And, you know, Obviously, it was a great matchup to see, but I mean, it was great to see that our team responded to that challenge very nicely. Yeah. And I think a big reason why we, you know, won a lot of those kind of games was because of the, the crowd. I mean, do you yeah. ever notice like the crowd sometimes when you're when you're, you know, in these games and you're, you know, going through these moments? Have you ever noticed like the Shannon Center crowd kind of backing you guys up? Absolutely. Um, I mean, not even is it just family and students, but it's community members. Like you, sometimes I would look to the crowd and just be like, I don't know those people, but I feel like I've seen them before. And then you see them at the next game and you try to see if there's somebody's mom, dad, or aunt or uncle or grandma or grandpa. And then it's like, no, they're just, you know, you meet them and they're just from the community coming to support. So you definitely notice the crowd. And I, I mean, personally, I definitely fed off the crowd, um, in, in tough games and in tough moments and big moments. Uh, and you know, it's, it's not that people are just showing up because they have to, it's they want to. And so that, I think that's super important that sports support sports at our school. And, you know, we make it an effort to be at everyone's game. I know my girls will go to everyone's game. I've seen them at men's volleyball. I've seen them at men's basketball. I've seen them at women's volleyball. I've seen them football. You name it, they're there, um, which I think is super cool and hard to find at most places. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's an advantage that's very hard to yeah. replicate. Um, it's not, it's not, it's just not an easy ask especially considering that you know it's it's just you don't just get home field advantages like that with a snap of a finger no like some sometimes that stuff has to be earned and it it was it was well earned by you guys and i i <laughs> loved you. it like to it got to a point where i felt like i was screaming so much not just not not on the not on the not on the calls obviously i'm not blowing yeah. anybody's ears out on the radio i was like where are you <laughs> but like but like as a fan I, f I saw myself like turning Kool-Aid man red. How I was, how I was just so hyped. I'm like, ah, you know, just, yeah, I know exactly it was just a lot mean. of, it was just a lot of hype moments. Um, especially when, you know, you guys would get like those emphatic blocks. It, it was just, it just be like, oh, yeah. oh no, y'all. Yeah. It's like, I test them in the paint, man. Yeah, that was Claire's specialty. <laughs> She'd let them, we'd be so mad. She, the person would go by her and our coach would be like, Claire, like, why is she driving past you? And all of a sudden just, 
Nick. Yeah. See ya. And it was like, oh, that's why, because she she planned it the whole time. It was, so. really, it was, it was so brilliant. But, it's yeah, almost as like players, she baited them. As, no, it was. As players, we knew it. So we were like, oh, she's good. Don't worry about it. And our coach would be like, no. And then it'd be a block. She'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Claire would be like, sorry. And I'd be like, we knew it was going to happen. We're good. Like, that's what she does. She baits him into it, and she just knocks it, and then tips it to herself and goes for a fast break layup. So we, we understood it. <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. But eventually, you know, you got through with the playing career and you immediately became an assistant coach. Um, And, you know, obviously last year we got to see you on the sidelines for the first time, both you and McKenna. Mm -hmm. Um, What was that experience like transitioning from player to coach? Well, at first I was just supposed to be a grad assistant. Um, I was coming back to see if I wanted to get into coaching and get my two years for master's done at the school, my MBA. Um, And then around the same time that Coach Brewster left, um, our assistant decided that on mutual, like very good terms that she wanted to be basically a teacher and coach. So it was hard for her to have two jobs at once. So she ended up just being, um, I believe it was a middle school and was able to be a volleyball, softball and basketball coach there. So it worked out best for her to be at all at one place. And she left on great terms. And when that happened, you know, um, I had a few people step up, say like, are you said something you're interested in? And I hadn't even thought about it, even though, you know, I wanted to see, get my, my bearings under me to see if I want to be a coach. And I was like, why not? Like my dad was my coach for years. My grandpa is in the hall of fame at Niles North, I believe. So it, I feel like it's kind of in my bloodline to do it. It sounds weird, but I was like, yeah, let, like, you know, let's give it a try. And I loved it. I loved being with the girls. I loved being there, basically their hype woman on the side. I love being able, I could, I realized I saw the game in a different way than I did on the floor. And, um, I think that helped me and it was an easy transition, obviously from player to coach. Obviously I was coaching people who were my age, Claire was my age, but you know, when you have that mutual respect for each other and with Claire, Streeter and Maya, um, who I had played with for a little bit, it was questions on, okay, is it going to go well? Is it going to go bad? You know, are they going to listen to me? Are they not? And they honestly listened to me probably more than everyone else um, because I feel like we gained that respect for each other on the court. And when I would say stuff to them, like they realized I was coming from a good place and I and I actually saw those things and actually knew what I was talking about. So um, they made it an easy transition. The team made an easy transition. Coach Brewster made an easy transition. McKenna made an easy transition. Um, it was nice. It was good. I, I realized I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, you know, you guys had another pretty good year, but for the third straight year, it feels like you're going to make a major jump because now you are the head coach. Yeah, of this interim, team interim, now. interim, interim, interim. <laughs> I, hey, I, I'll, you, you can throw the interim tag around as much as you want to, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just going to, I mean, hey. Hey, you can say head coach. That's cool. Yeah. I'll, I, I want to give you your respect because I, I, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> just come out of here and say, hey, she's, she's only interim. Because I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, it's like she, she is the headmaster. She is, she is the one running the show right now. Yeah. So, which is obviously, you know, a crazy turnaround considering where you were two years ago. Like as a player on this team, now you know you're, you're head coach. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> um, but what's also fascinating is that, uh, you know, a couple of your other coaches, your assistants, are also a couple of recent former players. Yeah. In Alicia and of course McKenna. Yeah. Um. So. And obviously, you have, you have a couple of other new assistants that you brought in as well. Um, so I have to ask you, you know, what is this, you know, this preseason been like getting accustomed to, you know, being a head coach 
and, you know, working with, you know, a team that is vastly, is pretty young. I mean, there's only one senior compared yeah. to 10 underclassmen. Mm -hmm. So how do you, you know, how have you been preparing for this, um, this season? Um, I feel like for me, it kind of was, I guess, like you, I was kind of thrown into it really kind of how I was for an assistant, but I feel like that's kind of the best way to go about it in certain aspects. I feel like it doesn't really give me time to think about it. I just have to do. Um, and I tell my girls that all the time, like, don't think, don't overthink, just go for it. Like give your hundred percent and just, if you're going to do it, do it. Like, don't try, do it. Um, so I think that's what I just followed my own advice in that aspect. And yeah, we're a younger team, but I, I tell them like, that doesn't matter to me. Um, when Maddie Welter was here and Chanel Fanter and Kara Kerlicky and Brittany Collins, you think that for them, it was, well, you're a freshman, you have to ease your way into it. It was no, like, I don't care if you're young, like you can make a difference. And I don't want to ever harp on that with them because I don't want them to think, well, I'm young, well, I'm young. To me, you're just basketball players. Go out there and play. I don't care if you're going up against a senior or a freshman. I don't care what your age is. If you go in there and give 100%, like, the results will come and they'll be positive. And so I keep, you know, forcing that to them and telling them that. And um, I've had a great support system. And I have a great group of girls that um, are not only great basketball players but really good people. And I think that's where it starts. Yeah, and obviously you've played with a couple of those kind of young players that yeah. were in that role. Uh, Aliana's a good example. Yeah. Alyssa, too. Um, and now, you know, those are, you know, current players who are kind of like the veterans of this yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how important is it for you to get them to kind of, you know, kind of step up and, you know, be, you know, some sort of leaders on this team now that, you know, they know how the system runs and they know how it kind of works here at St. Xavier's? Yeah, I think for them, I think it just comes natural. You know, I tell them not to force anything. If you're going to be a leader, it'll happen. It's going to happen naturally. You don't have to force something. The second you force something, it's it's not natural. And sometimes those aren't the best ways to go about it. So um, I had a talk with a couple of them and I said, let it flow naturally. Don't force things. Like leaders will rise and they'll rise to occasion, whether they're freshmen, sophomores, juniors or seniors. Um, and I think we have them now and there's a few of them that I think we have a bunch actually. In different roles, in different ways, they, they're leaders. And so I think that that's important. Um, but I also think it's important that everyone's on the same page. And, you know, I think it's been it's been a transition, obviously, since I played with a couple of them. But um, for me, it's it's having that talk with them and seeing what I can do to make them, you know, play their best, do their best on the floor and, you know, ask their advice. You know, what do you think? What do you think about the team? What's going on? Like, make them feel like their opinion matters. Um I think that's huge because you don't want it to be your way or the highway all the time. You want to, you know, obviously you're going to be as a head coach, the final decision maker, but it's important to get some aspects to make people feel heard um, and different mindsets and different um, opinions, I guess you could say. So um, I've been doing that with a few of them and seeing where things are. And it's really communication, open communication line between me and them and see what works for them, what doesn't. And I have to adjust and they have to adjust. And it's one big um, working wheel kind of. Yeah, I I can be a testament to that. I've seen I've walked into your practice a couple of times and <laughs> I seldom leave without hearing the word communication. Yeah. Seldom. You ask my Very girls rare. that too. They <laughs> that's their favorite word right now is communication. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also my major, so I can't say I fault them. There you go, right? Yeah, there you go. But um obviously you you've you we we've seen, you know, practices, you've seen the practices, you you also played an ex exhibition game the other day. Yes. Um as we're heading towards, you know, the beginning of, you know, the nitty gritty, the regular season, yes, um, sir. what are some of the things that, you know, you're excited about for this team this year? I'm really excited just for, 
everybody to play together. Um, we have a lot of new faces, um, but we bring a lot of people back. I'm just excited to see how it all plays out, um, who steps up, um, who gives us good minutes. Um, I think we got a lot of them this year. Um, they're making it hard on me as a coach to fine-tune exactly rotations and stuff like that, which I guess is the best. Um, it's a good problem. Yeah, it's a good problem to have for me, you know, not knowing who to play because I have so many options. So um, I'm just excited to see how they all work out, you know, who flows well together, um, who meshes well together, and kind of get my rotations down and see what plays work, what doesn't, um, and all that kind of stuff. Well, all I'll say is this. When you get thrown into the fire, you fight fire with fire. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, at least that's what I would do. I mean, I, mean, I, w I would fight fire with fire with yeah. instant. Oh, yeah. We got some fiery girls, too. So it'll be, it'll be good this year. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I can't wait to see it. Um, a Friday afternoon home opener is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a little interesting. Um, but you know what? Hey, it gives me an excuse to um, get out of class, you know? <laughs> hey, I didn't tell you to do that. If oh, your no. Oh, are no. listening. Oh, trust me. No, I'm, I'm a grown man. I, I, I make business decisions. You there know you go. Saying? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, luckily, I had one of those, like, classes where it's like, um, they had, they had like, down, like, down towards the middle of the module. It's like, all right, we're going to split the classes into two groups. One group comes there this day. The other doesn't come this day. Perfect. I got into a situation where I'm on Friday, and my group does not come that day. So I'm like, all right, I'm pulling up, and I'm calling this game. So cool. Beautiful. We'll love to have you. <laughs> Glad <Yeah>. to have you. <laughs> but um, obviously, um, you said that, uh, you know, you were here for um, a master's. Yes. Um, so you were digging into the world of marketing. Yes. Um, what are you trying to uh, accomplish with this? Um, at first, it was before I really knew I wanted to kind of get into coaching and, and you know, kind of push myself fully into it. Um, I was thinking about going into sales kind of th all throughout um, college and even a little bit throughout high school. Um, so the goal was um, just to make my myself more marketable. Um, funny, right? <laughs> um, and kind of just go from there. But now it's, you know, I started it. I just got to finish it. And it'll only help me with, you know, if hopefully I stay into coaching and hopefully I, I you know, continue this. And if it works the way, I, you know, I planned it to in my head, it mm. will. Um and then it'll just make me more marketable, even though, you know, if this is something that works out here, I I don't plan on, I'm not a mover and a shaker. I, you know, family is very important to me and, and building something's very important to me, just like Hallberg. And I think that stability for a place is important. So um, no promises, but that's what I would hope for. You know, the best case scenario would be I'd stay here kind of like Hallberg and, you know, yeah. try to do, try Keyword. I know I say not try, but try to live up to what he did because he was a legend in the Chicagoland area. And, you know, there's not many people that come around like Hallberg that have a thousand wins in the Chicago. It, yeah, he's nuts. He was nuts. And he was different. I have so much respect for him. And that's just what I'm trying to trying to build and trying to mimic and trying to, you know, bring my my vibe to it, my sense, but also hone in on the things that made this place successful. And he was a huge part of that. So, OK, well. We'll see how it goes um, with with that. But I do want to ask you mm -hmm. um, about, you know, the, your connection between here and home. Obviously, you know, Grace Lake's like an hour, 20 minutes away from here. Yeah, hour 10, hour 10-ish. Traffic, ten don't. Two hours. <laughs> it could be two hours. You never know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, how do you balance out, you know, life here and life over there? Yeah, um, it's been hard. Uh Family is super, super important to me. Very, very important to me. And so um, obviously with this change, I've kind of had to 
you know, throw myself full time into this and I'm here a lot more, but I do a good job. I think I always, you know, calling my family, being able to go see my dogs at home. Very important to me. Those two dogs nuts. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) Um, wild dogs, but, um, family, not just my immediate family, but family outside. That's very important to me. So, you know, meeting them for dinners, going home for a weekend, finding that time. Um, actually after this, I'm going home to see my family, um, and spend the night and just drive up in the morning. I haven't seen them in a while and could use some quality time. Brother was sick for a while. So now I'm able to come back. So, um, it'll be good to spend some quality time with family, get some dinner and do stuff like that. So it's hard, but it's definitely doable when, I mean, hour and 10 isn't too bad. If you think about it, you can do a day's trip if you really wanted to. I like driving, so it's not too bad. (laughs) You respect your roots. Yes, Absolutely. My family is my biggest supporters. They're why they're who I am. They're the reason I am who I am today. Um, and they're who got me started into this and my biggest supporters, but um, also told me and instilled in me what hard work is. So beyond blessed to have them in my life. Sounds like a pretty darn good vision. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome people. <laughs> Speaking of visions, when you're not, you know, getting, you know, down with your hands dirty with the basketball stuff. Yeah. I want to know, you know, what your hobbies are. We all have, you know, yeah. various hobbies. <laughs> so, I mean, what, what do you like to do outside of, you know, school and basketball and all that stuff? Uh, I mean, um, I like to spend time with my friends, my family, uh, the basis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love scary movies. So Halloween's my favorite time. I like to indulge myself during Halloween and it's all scary stuff, all scary movies. So me and my roommates watch a lot of scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching movies, TV shows, um, going out to dinner, going to get drinks, doing whatever. Um, and I love watching basketball, which obviously not just us basketball, but yeah. like college, you know, like NBA, anything like that. WNBA. Um, I'll watch any any sports that are really on. I like to watch that. Maybe grab dinner, bring it home and eat as like a little family um, with my roommates. Um, I'm a huge Kansas Jayhawks fan. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Sorry if you're not. I'm my mom went to Kansas, so kind of grew up watching Kansas basketball. Um, would love to meet Bill Self one day. That would be awesome. Mm. <laughs> but I love watching Kansas basketball. So I, I'll be, you know, even on the way home, if they're playing the same time on the way back, I'm watching it like I got it up on my phone. So I try not to miss any game. Um, my roommates love to watch basketball, too, and sports. So we'll be screaming at the TV every day, watching, <laughs> watching the basketball and Kansas play. So it's kind of what I do outside and kind of a laid back kind of person. So if I told you I bled purple, what would you say? You talking about K-State? <laughs> Come on now. No, Listen, I, I, I'll I'm say saying this. what if. It's only a theory. It depends. If, if, you, if you're cheering against K-State when Kansas, we can, I can't be in the same room as you. I can't have you cheering. <laughs> but if we're talking last year when they had their run and Kansas got knocked out early because they choke and you're choosing K-State, I like I like that pick. Yeah. I would have hundred percent. I was cheering for K State the whole time, and then making their run in the um, tournament, mm-hmm. March Madness. Yeah, I was for K State once Kansas left. <laughs> yeah. But when is Kansas versus Kansas State? Is a different story. It's a different story. Okay. Different story. Okay. Yeah. I'm wearing all blue and red. All right. Yeah. You you also witnessed the recent national championship as well. I mean, were you on cloud nine or cloud ten or what? What was it? Yeah, what was, was it like witnessing that? I was all over the place. My head was. I don't think I've ever felt like that in a while. I was so stressed out, sweating. It was, it was wild, but it was crazy to, to witness. It was, I mean, I thought North Carolina had it for there for a second. I did. And of course, when I was watching it, um, one of my girls on my team was acting like she was a North Carolina fan. 
So she was screaming against me the whole time. And I was not having it. I was like, I have to leave. When they won, I was like all sorts of emotion. I was all over the place screaming, being like, let's go. So it was, Mm -hmm. it was awesome. It was really, really cool. Oh man, I would pay money to see that. Oh my God. (laughs) Someone should have had a camera in there. A little, (laughs) a big mess for sure. (laughs) Oh man, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I do want to talk about, you know, this kind of uprise in women's sports because yeah. we're seeing it. We're seeing it just shoot up to the moon, mm-hmm. not just in basketball, but in every sport. We saw earlier um, in the fall, um, Nebraska women's volleyball team, they so set cool. a record, 92,000 for a volleyball game. So cool, yeah. That was awesome. That was a world record for a women's sporting event, period. Yeah. And then Iowa decided to play the uh, exhibition basketball game football, in the football yeah. stadium. Yeah. And that drew like 56,000. Yeah, it was crazy. That was a record as well. Yeah. So when you're seeing, you know, all these, you know, records being broken and all these, you know, women's sports getting increased amounts of attention, how good does that feel as a woman involved in sports? It feels awesome. Um, I mean, it's, it's people like Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese and all those girls that are, you know, changing the game. Um, and I think it's, it's, well-deserved and I think it's overdue for sure. And I think that it's important for, you know, young girls to see people like, like this, be able to make a name for themselves and show that like, this can be you one day. And so, you know, I know they talk about that in all their like press releases and their interviews, like how important it is for them to be models for young girls. And so um, I think that's, that's awesome. That's exactly what women's sports needs right now um, is that media attention just to show like, Hey, like we can play too. And we're evolving every single day. So, like, girls are dunking now. That's crazy. Girls in high school. There's that one girl from Canada who's like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's changing. It's it's evolving. I think it's important for people to see that, um, you know, that it's that the change is actually happening. Yeah, and they're becoming more skilled and competitive. Like, and especially the competitiveness. The competitiveness we saw is it, awesome. We saw it in the national championship. That game. was wild. That. <laughs> Okay, I I will say this on the record. I was stunned at how many threes LSU made in that game. Like they were not known for being a three-point shooting yeah. team and they were pretty, they were shooting the three pretty poorly in some of the previous tournament games. Yeah, yeah, people weren't guarding them from there. And then as a team, they just they just lit Iowa up. I'm just like, "Hey, yo." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Jasmine Carson was like on another planet. Yeah. I don't know. Like it just felt like she was just Yeet the ball in the air and it would just go just in. Go in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what? That was such a fun experience. Even though in my, in, you know, kind of, I kind of was leaning towards Iowa because I picked them to win the national championship yeah. in my bracket. In my bracket, but brackets. Um, but no, that was a fun national. That was a fun tournament. There yeah. were a lot of upsets. There were a lot of crazy runs. Miami's run and you know the Cavender twins doing their thing yeah. and you know obviously it's also funny. You know, that people don't give, you know, credit to some of the accomplishments in in women's March Madness. Yeah. Because it's like there's some things that I've seen in women's March Madness that I have not seen in men's March March Madness. Like like back in 97, I think it was um, Harvard was a 16 seed Mm -hmm. and they had to beat a number one seed Stanford. Which was already a, a big enough task as it was a sixteen being the one. Yeah. But they had to do it in Stanford because the first two rounds of the women's tournament there. is on campus site. It's yeah. on sites. And so they had to do that in a place in a program, I guess a program that is very prestigious. Stanford is 
a very good basketball yeah, program absolutely. And I'm just like, I never, I, when I sat there, I was like, I never knew that a 16 seed had to go into a one seed's crib yeah. and beat them. And it was an Ivy League school that did it to a power five. So I was like, oh, that's nuts. If this was a men's, if this was the men's, you would see it all over the news. Yeah. But I'm just like, man, it was so under the radar. And then that and Enrique Ogumalala's final, yeah. final four stuff five years ago. Wild. I don't, look, I've seen a national championship winning buzzer beater before. But I haven't seen someone hit two game winners in the final four yep. and the national championship game. Yeah. The same person? She's insane. She actually played against um, one of my, I think it was either Marge or Meg um, or Elise played against her in high school. She was like, I hated playing against her. <laughs> They're like, she was so good. Like, it's she's like, you can't even guard somebody like that. Like, who's that talented? It's so hard to even stop her. Like, she's she's gonna get her points. You just have to limit them at some point. Like, you just have to try and limit her. <laughs> yeah, and it's no mystery. I mean, that she's in the league for a reason. I mean, exactly. You know, and obviously, speaking of the league, it's becoming more popular. Yeah. You know, and we haven't even seen these. You know, some of the best current college players get there. Get there. Yeah. Yet. And the league is, you know, really, really starting to boom. And it really, really got kicked off with this, um, in my opinion. I really think that people start to, to take notice on women's basketball, like, on a, like, real serious level. Like, I'm talking, like, an upper echelon. It took the next step Yeah. when I started seeing super teams being formed. Yeah. Because I'm like... Hey, yo, like, cause like, I know that in recent NBA history, super teams were, you know, the big hot commodity in yeah. the league. And now with the Liberty and the Aces, what they Nuts. did in the off season, I'm like, oh man, it's like, you could already see the hype yeah. building up for a potential finals matchup that, mm -hmm. you know, at points, at one point it wasn't guaranteed, but it was like in the back of your mind, it was like, we gotta see we this. We gotta see this. We gotta see this, right? And we did see it and it was... Uh, it was, it, I mean, I know the Aces, you know, were pretty or very good talented team, very talented team. Yes. But games three and four were gritty. Yeah, I mean, wild. I mean, they were gritty games. The fact that the Aces didn't even have to go back to Vegas after Chelsea Gray got hurt. That's that was nuts. That she was coaching four. them up on the bench like she like she she was as locked in as they were just from a different mindset. Exactly. I'm like. But no, I I got that. That was awesome. It was to watch awesome. Live. Down to the last possession, one point. Everyone's game. like, "Oh my god, yeah." Oh man, that was so hype. And then the play before the block on Asia was ah oh, man, that day was so hype. I hadn't been. It was that. awesome. Oh man, it, like recent WNBA finals have been so lit. From the sky winning it to um that that 2016 WNBA finals between the Sparks and the Lynx, the one where um there was a buzzer beater in Game One that the Sparks yeah. won, and then. Back and forth went Maya Moore and Candace Parker late Jeez. in game five. And it was just like, hey, yo, it was. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad to see as I'm speaking as a man. I am so glad to see women's sports getting this kind it's of attention because awesome. it's like they get disrespected so much for what? Yeah, it's like, come on, man. They, like these these girls can hoop, man. They some of these can. some of these girls got higher three point percentages than some of the guys. Absolutely, like, they do. <laughs> it's, it's like, man, give give them the respect. Like, stop with the comparisons, man. Like, I I just want to see, I, like the the hoop, the 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 basketball's sorry, basketball, uh, right? Basketball is basketball, man. Like, like if they're out there playing, they're out there playing. Like, yeah, they can hoop, they can hoop. Give them the respect, one hundred percent. So I, I'm definitely happy it's it's getting more recognition. 
for sure. Yeah. And, in and some held case, to a higher standard for sure. Yeah. Higher standards too. Because it's always been there, right? Yeah. But like never to this level where people, you know, it's in the news more, it's in the media more. People are, are tweeting about it. People are posting it everywhere. So it's definitely good to see that there's this higher level of respect, I should say, for women's basketball. Yeah. Because um, so we've been much, doing it, but it just hasn't been, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so much to the point, what's the thing? They're starting to market it more. Yeah. Which starting, they she 100% should. Yeah. It, it, it It's like I see such better efforts of promoting women's sports nowadays. Like they have these, this you know, the super cool dramatic music, the graphics are insane sometimes. Like I would watch recent, like the WNBA commercials for this year. Like some of the motions and some of the animations, I was like, yeah. oh. There's more partnerships, more collaboration going on. Freaking Google? Yeah. <laughs> they made it. They made it. <laughs> they did. But uh, yeah, that's, it's always fun to, um, you know, keep up with that nowadays. Um, but I have one last question for you. Sid. All right, I'm here. Um, when you get through with, um, you know, your master's and, you, you know, obviously your playing career is behind you. Now you're a coach. Um, what do you think you want your your lasting legacy to be here wow. at St. Xavier? It's crazy to think about. I never thought about that one. Um, for me, I think it's really just somebody who is passionate about the place, the people, and the program, um, and who tried to continue the success of this place and someone who just really cared about it and not just cared about basketball, but the people and the girls and the team and the coaching staff and who tried to make it the best it could be, um, who tried to get us a national championship. I mean, that's my goal, right? You know, it was Hallberg's goal. I know it was all the coaches after him, you know, Corey and Brew. Um, and now it's mine. And with work, I think we could get there. I really do. Um, this place has the reputation. It's got the people, you know, got the location. Yeah. So I think for me, it's 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 just leaving a leaving it better than when I first got it. Um, and that's, you know, all you can hope for and all you can do. And then if you get stuff after that, it's just, it's just a, a bonus added bonus for me. Um, but I think trying to continue what, what Hallberg did for this place and what the coaches did, you know, for this place after him and try to get it, you know, get us nationally ranked would be huge. Getting us back first off, getting us back there. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I'm glad you see the bonus. Part yeah. Of it. yeah. I'm really glad you saw the bonus part of it. It's yeah. like there's some there's, you know, there's taking care of business and then there's getting the desserts. Yeah. You know, and, and the desserts also making sure that, you know, the girls end up doing what they want to do and making sure that, you know, their dreams are met. And then if that's just that's being a teacher, you know, how can I help you get there? Because um, it's it's so much more than just basketball. In the day you're building people, you're building um, stronger women so that when they're outside of, you know, they're not with mom and dad or grandma and grandpa or their aunt, uncle or me or whoever it is. They're out there on their own. They can do it and they can, you know, hold their head high and say, I can get through this. I can, you know, I can make it. You know, I believe in myself and I can set and do anything I set my mind to. Um, so it's not just basketball. It's it's making sure you build better people and you build um, stronger people for sure. And that's going to do it for another episode of the Player Profiles podcast. Special thanks to Sydney Lovich for taking the time out of her day to come and do this interview. One more thing. Come on, bring it in. All right. On three. One, two, three. Go Cougs, baby. Oh, yeah, all the way.
just wanted to get that off my chest. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from Ordinary Radio.